Let's give them something to talk about. Talking about songs. Yeah. Sup. Hello, and welcome to Song Thing to Talk About, live from our parents' basement. Yes. This is Ted. This is Tom. And this is maybe the first time we've introduced ourselves. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think so. Anyways, um, as alluded to on the last episode, um, we will, in this episode, be reviewing, or chatting about, uh, Chicken and Beer, a 2003 album by Ludacris. And I think also we'll be talking about Ludacris more broadly and his place in pop culture, given that uh, he's currently in a Christmas commercial and was in a Christmas movie. He's in a cur- he's commercial right now? He's in a commercial on TV right now that was not airing when we decided to talk about <laughs> Ludacris. <laughs> Do you know what a commercial? I don't know what it's for. <laughs> you, you never know a commercial. <laughs> well, yeah. I was telling Tommy that there's this uh, State Farm commercial that I thought was a Wendy's commercial. Which is actually kind of funny because it just means Wendy's getting free advertising. Yeah. Too bad they don't have any uh, good plant-based options. Wendy's? Yeah. No, yeah. But have you ever, um, even like, when's the last time you've gone to Wendy's? Well, I guess you haven't gone to Wendy's. I haven't gone to Wendy's in forever. They don't even try the impossible things. Yeah. Burger King at least tried and it's whatever. I think it's good. Okay, I searched Ludacris commercial. It's he. It's also a State Farm commercial. <laughs> That came out one month ago, and it seems like Ludacris was also in a Jif peanut butter commercial in January 2023 with the tagline, That's Jiffing Good. I never saw that commercial. That's not even, I don't, that's not even funny. That's not even funny. <laughs> I could have come up with that. Uh, I've been uh, singing Blow It Out. No, uh, Screw It Up. I've been singing that ever since like listening to this album before recording. I've been yeah. listening to Screw It Up in my head. Or it's like, he just says, fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm screwed up. But do you ever realize the backing track of that is um, when they're saying fuck you, it's... It's the carnival song? It's the They sampled the carnival song. and It's kind of cool. It's kind of cool. When I notice that, I'm like, that really sucks. I don't ever want to want to listen to that. But yeah, it was just in my... Find. Hi, Claire. Yeah. Hey, our, our guest uh, from last episode has now entered the basement. Claire, would you like to say some words about Ludacris? Yeah, he's great. Great guy, seems like. He does actually seem like a pretty <laughs> great guy. He does. <laughs> so I think one of the fun things that kind of happened to me as I was listening to Ludacris, and then I also listened to like his other stuff, because I listened to a lot of Ludacris as a kid, just like the singles, is that he's like, yeah, I'm so dirty and like, whatever. Yeah. And he just... He seems like a very morally nice guy. Right. Like, his idea of being dirty is that he has a lot of sex and smokes weed. But yes. he seems nice. He yeah. seems friendly. <laughs> yeah, and also he's in, like, uh, we have to note, he's in Fast and Furious movies. He's in Fast and Furious. He's an actor. Yeah. And so he seems like he uh, is just easy to get along with. Yeah. Yeah, I think Ludacris has really done the, I was a rapper and now I'm more than that. And also publicly more than that. Like, right, there's some people who are like rappers and like, you know, uh, Chamillionaire is like a venture capitalist. Oh, I don't, who's Chamillionaire? He did They See Me Roll. And, oh, shoot. Okay. And he basically did that and then was like, I'm going to go invest a lot. And like, apparently he's been a very successful investor, but like, that's not public facing, you know? Did he have any other songs or did he kind of? I think he was a one hit wonder. Yeah. Let me look up Chamillionaire. Because Akon is another one to note where it's just like, 
did his stuff, and then he tried... You know about Akon well, Village, There's, like, right? the meme where it's like, Akon brought lights to Africa, and it's, like, weirdly <laughs> oversimplifying what I'm imagining is a more complex story. Yeah, then there's that time he, he, uh, he was talking about wanting to build a city in Africa, and it was just weird. And the fact that he's on ringtones and everything, he's definitely someone who uh, wants the money and probably made music for the money. And I like to think Chamillionaire was the same way, of just making, like, a hit. Yeah. Uh, Doing that. No, I think Akon had more than just one hit, though. Oh, definitely. Because he had Smack That, he had Sweet Escape with Gwen Stefani, he had uh, Sexy Bitch or whatever? Sexy Chick? Well, his his main income came from ringtones. I don't <laughs> remember with, like, how people would buy ringtones. Oh, he launched the nonprofit Akon Lighting Africa in 2014. And he built his own city in Senegal. <laughs> wow. Uh, and they use, like, the A-coin as the currency. <laughs> the A-coin. Yeah, Akon City. He's building a tourist city with crypto. <laughs> um, also, Akon's full name is Aliaune Damala Boga Time Perunaka Lululu Badara Akon TM. Whoa. He has 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 names in his name. Which makes sense that he goes by one word. Is Akon the most normal name in that name? Or like the most normal sounding? Or is that because I'm used to hearing Akon? I think it is. I think Puru and Zadara. What if his name was Lulu? (laughs) Lulu would work well. Akon, it says on Wikipedia, not to be confused with Akon, spelled A-C-O-N. Which is a science fiction convention. <laughs> Anyways. I will uh, not be confusing those two. I do, I do like the idea of, hey, I became famous through music. I maybe ran out of ideas. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to just do like 30 more mixtapes nobody cares about. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to like do something else. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, Ludacris is on his first album. I actually was in Home Bar, which is a local bar. A house of music and entertainment. Home. <laughs> and they played uh, the um, Down to the Down to Your Toes, I Wanna, ah, ah, that yeah. song. Um, What's Your Fantasy? There you go, okay. Featuring Shauna, who is Buddy Guy, the blues guitarist's daughter. Holy shit. They had a public falling out because she kept singing sexual stuff in Akon songs. Not Akon songs, Ludacris songs. And so, and buddy guy is like, I'm really religious now. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, sorry, you're at home bar. <laughs> no, that was it. That's that. Uh, Ludacris is kind of, just all, he's still around. He's still around. He's still active. I remember we were playing a uh, pool one time, and and when you visited me in college, mm. and uh, there was Ludacris on the TV, and you compared him to like Mary J. Blige. You were saying like Ludacris is, they were both around the same era, but Mary J. Blige is like kind of had her. Like re comeback, I guess mm-hmm. earlier, and then now Ludacris is kind of doing his comeback. Or you, you kind of alluded, predicted mm. um, Ludacris Luc- comeback. And he hasn't come back musically. Yeah, true. But he's in a commercial. He's in a commercial. He was in a Disney oh, movie last year. His song was in an, in another commercial uh, on Chicken and Beer. Which one was it? It was. Oh, maybe we're going through a Ludacris Renaissance. Maybe we are causing the Ludacris Renaissance with our. I'm I'm thinking we have maybe ten to fifteen listeners. <laughs> maybe they're driving I think this. Fifteen is so high. <laughs> I know. Maybe it's like three to six. Yeah. Is that better? Yeah. And some of them are in this house as we speak. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to mom. <laughs> um. 
Do you have a favorite song? Oh, on this album? Yeah. I have multiple favorite songs. I think Blow It Out Your Ass has the best lyrics. And so I think that's my favorite song. Can I say a couple couple lyrics from this? Please. <clears throat> um, I'm the new phenomenon like white women with ass. <laughs> Said that in 2003. <laughs> Prophetic. He said, we all know Jesus saves and Ludacris withdraws. That's brilliant. My album's doing McDonald numbers. Six million served, bitches. Those are really good lines. And they're all in one song. So I'd like to bring up hip-hop quotables, where he literally <laughs> has a title. Where it's like, yeah, I'm just going to rap and say that my fridge is as big as Shaq. And I have not stopped saying that since I heard that song. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I I think Lud- this album, I also think, aged pretty well. Mm. So I was thinking about why it aged pretty well, because there's some kind of corny beats, like like you said, the uh, like carnival sounds. Yeah. But there's this, so this came out in 2003, Chicken and Beer. Sometimes they sound like Banjo-Kazooie. I had to look up the date of Banjo-Kazooie. <laughs> so the guy who did that music, the Banjo-Kazooie music, okay. is Grant Kirkhope. Grant okay. Kirkhope also did the music for Donkey Kong Country. And GoldenEye 007. Terrific soundtrack. So he basically was the, the N64 video game guy, aside yeah. from Koji Kondo. Koji Kondo did Mario and Zelda yeah, yeah, and yeah, has yeah. forever. But he's like, Koji Kondo's like untouchable right. legend. That's, yeah, he's a god. He's just some random guy living in the U.S. who's like, yeah, I'll do GoldenEye. And then it's like, <laughs> What you were saying in 2003? Oh, in 2003. So this is the word trap music wasn't coined yet. Mm. I think that was like T.I. in like 2006 or 2007. I think it was Fetty Wap with Trap Queen. <laughs> Maybe, I don't know. Maybe like moving from, right, so it's like it's like with twerking. Like twerking was a thing, but then it became popular in mainstream white culture mm-hmm. in like 2000, in like way later. So I feel like maybe I'll trap say. music was like, T.I. did trap music, and okay. then Fetty Wap was like, I'm in the, oh, and Nicki Minaj was like, bees in the trap. And nice. white people are in the mall being like, huh, trap. <laughs> me included. Oh, me, yeah. Anyway, so this, the there's like very good like proto-trap hi-hat. Like the, like the skittering hi-hats. Yeah. That's in this album. And I don't think many other albums in 2003 did that. And so even though like the melodies and like the synths can be kind of corny, the hi-hat and bass interplay really sounds like modern rap music in a way that makes this album age pretty well, I think. Uh, and then he uses a cough as a sample, and then the the gunshot, the automated gun. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Which, <sighs> which sounds like... So he just one-upped himself on the same album, where he like he uses that, that snare that was taken, uh, or adapted from. Yeah, yeah. And then he's like, oh, I can also just recreate this with coughing and gunshots. <laughs> Which is uh, so cool. Do you know sounds more than I do? Do you know if this is the 808, like an 808 trap, or do you know if it's... Well, I don't really know that well. Yeah. I never know which one, because they're like, I just knew it was that's not an 808, that's a 909! And I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I, I wish I knew that kind of stuff. Yeah, it would be cool to know. Um, another thing I wanted to say about this is, Ludacris cannot sing, and usually if you're a rapper and you can't sing, you kind of have to get at least in 2003, you have to get someone with a good voice to do a feature, to do your chorus. Okay. Or you're not going to be popular. Yeah. And he's got a few of those. But he's got a... Like, it doesn't sound like a formula on every... Like, there's a lot of variety in the album. Yeah. Which is hard to do when you can't sing. 
Yeah, yeah. Like, Pusha T doesn't sing. And he doesn't sing on any of these tracks. I'm trying to think. I think he does a little bit of one of the... I don't know. I think he's got like a, yeah, we're here, we're ludicrous. Like, kinda. Oh, wait, wait, wait. In Hose in My Room, he's like, there are too many hoes in my room. <laughs> yeah. That song's really good. Hose. Yeah, that song's really... I really love the applause at the beginning. <laughs> it's like, there's an intro, mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen. Uh like Ludacris and Snoop Dogg. And then they all applaud. Yeah. And then they're talking about like these nasty ass women in their hotel room. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the features. So Snoop has a pretty good feature here. I think that's a terrific feature. Um, that was a Lil Flip, song. it's even more than a feature. A feature on, um, what's that? Uh, what song was that? I don't remember what song it is, but Lil Flip is on a song where he has like two guest oh, sc- verses. Oh, that's Screwed Up. Screwed Up, yeah. And he's... Spitting. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, that was. I that was really... good. Uh, Two Chains is on it. Back when he was Titty Boy, but Spotify updated it. So Two Chains was Titty Boy until 2018. Okay. And so, uh, no, not 2018. 2011. Okay. Yeah, not that would make sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so after, so he was Titty Boy for eight more years <laughs> after he did this rap feature. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. Also, he got a 4-0 in college and played on the basketball team in college. Two chains? Yeah. It's, that's funny because he has an album called Rap or Go to the League. And it's like, maybe could have... He could have maybe, maybe gone, gone to, to the, the league. league. I don't know. But, but he I, definitely rapped. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, speaking of, like, smart people who, like, kind of the opposite, like, taking their time to become famous, yeah. this is Two Chains. Yeah. Also, Titty Boy. Also, it's spelled T I T Y B O I. Insane. Do you th- how long do you think he was thinking about where to put the I, or whether to put an I or a Y? <laughs> well, if it's T T Boy, that's like the monkey. <laughs> I'm a primatologist. T Y T I T T T. Oh, I wanted to uh, bring up a conspiracy theory that I have. You you created this. I created this. Ludacris is Jewish. <laughs> it's the chicken and the beer that keeps ludicrous rapping, but no pork on my fork. I don't even speak pig Latin. Why isn't ludicrous having pork? Yeah, that didn't really go along with the line. I remember hearing that. And it's not that he's Muslim because he wouldn't be having chicken and beer. Yes. So that suggests ludicrous, just like our friend Mario, might be canonically Jewish. Mm-hmm. There's a wait. What? There's. <laughs> <laughs> There's a uh, official Nintendo like artwork depicting Mario wearing a yarmulke, and there's also official Nintendo artwork depicting uh, Mario uh, kneeling and praying to Mecca. So Mario is both Jewish and Muslim officially, <laughs> but not Christian apparently. Uh, imagine taking Waluigi's uh, mustache and putting it kind of like, <laughs> like Orthodox Jewish Mario. <laughs> Anyways. I do actually, I've seen this photo before. Yeah. I've just scrolled right past it. <laughs> but yeah. Glad you thought about it longer than I did. <laughs> yeah. It's fun to think about the religions of various people who, like Mario and Ludacris, who are pop culture fixtures. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so I'd like to bring up Diamond in the Back. I really like that song. Okay. Um, <laughs> Was that one your favorite? I think that one's oh, my favorite. Okay. Um... But it's it's also the one song that that and like uh, eyebrows down the last uh-huh. song those are the only t- two times where we talked about like you know 
like the quintessential, uh, I don't know, just like a black man's kind of struggles. Well, like the struggle rap, the like, yeah, I'm coming up from nothing. Yeah. Uh, Diamond in the Back was really cool because I, I like the way he used the, uh, the sample. Hmm. But then it also brings up the skit that you'd like to talk about. I don't um, want to talk about any skits, especially not ones about people pooping. The one called Black Man Struggles skit. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that's the first time a toilet flushing sound was used? No, because Eminem was famous in the late 90s, and I guarantee you that there's some Eminem song that involves a toilet flushing in some way. (laughs) There has to be, right? I I don't know. I never really listened to that. Um, If you uh, know of a rap song made before 2003 that involves a toilet, please write in. (laughs) Send a text message to 847 641 1336, <laughs> which is just my cell phone, telling me the song and when it came out, and we will shout you out in the next episode. So I'd also like to shout out uh, my coworker. Um, I uh, was chatting about Ludacris with a bunch of my coworkers, and I was like, guess how many hoes or how many area codes Ludacris has hoes in? So that's a song from the first Ludacris's first album. And people guessed various things, and then my coworker guessed 42. Yeah. There's 43 area codes that Ludacris oh, has I was going to guess... I was going to guess... It's like so 20. close! <laughs> and none Dang. of them are in Champaign-Urbana, which is where Ludacris grew up. Mm. So if Ludacris only had a elementary school hoe, it would have been 43. That is, This is a fun fact you, you like to say. I think you said it on the episode once before. Yeah, Ludacris from Champaign-Urbana, Illinois. Yeah. Sorry, Atlanta. He's a, he's a fighting Illini. <laughs> Uh, fighting Kingfisher. Oh, what's what? Uh, there's a, uh, a homegrown movement because the Illini uh, mascot is uh, appropriating Native American culture without, like, the consent of the Illini. Okay. Kingfisher. Cool. Uh, but the Kingfishers... Like the bird? Like the bird. Nice. Are what they, a lot of people want to change the mascot to. So that bird is mainly found around lakes. Are you telling me there's no lakes in the middle of Illinois? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think there are. I remember that. But yeah. So at the time of the posting of this podcast, if Tommy really takes his time editing it, there it may they may be the Kingfishers. Can we say it's Christmas Eve? Oh, it's Christmas Eve. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Um well, a couple of things I wanted to say also about the album is the like I wanted to discuss what do you think when you when someone says dirty south rap, where do you think? Where? Yeah, like, oh, I'm screwed up. It's Dirty South. We're drinking lean. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I guess Dirty South. What states are I mean, I'm just thinking of Atlanta, but I'm trying not to. Yeah. Because I just keep thinking of Ludacris. I always think of Houston and Texas as being the Dirty South. The Dirty South, okay. But but Ludacris is, like, kind of treating the South as, like, He does talk about Houston, though. Oh, does he? Uh, does he? Because DJ Screw is from Houston. Okay. Who's the guy who did screwing, chopping, and screwing music? Did he? Did he? He didn't work on this. I think he was dead by the time this album came out. Oh he, wow! He died of too much lean. Wow. Just I think kind of hard to do. I know DJ Screw. Yeah. Yeah. He had three in the morning. But I thought he was. Yes. Okay. Never mind. No, right, no, right. Anyways, I, when I think of the Dirty South, <laughs> I think of, like, Houston. Okay. I what don't makes think you of think, Atlanta. Why? Why? Well, because I think that's 
Just DJ Screw. We have DJ Screw, yeah. Okay. And, right, like, slower rap because people are drinking lean and thus that's a depressant and so you well, want slower music. I've never heard of dirty southern rap as a genre. Dirty? I also think of South. southern play music. Southern yeah. play it. So, let's Cadillac, funky music. <laughs> Oh, there's a Wikipedia article. It just says, it may refer to Southern United States. <laughs> okay, it refers to Atlanta, New Orleans, Houston, Memphis, and Miami. We got half of them. Yeah, if we round up. <laughs> okay, so I guess it is specifically, but it's not Champaign-Urbana. Right, because New Orleans, you've got Lil Wayne. He doesn't allude to ever got... being from Champaign. He never talks about it. No. What rappers are from Memphis? Uh, Yin Yang Twins? I thought they were from Atlanta. I think you're right. Oh, there's... There's so many rappers from Atlanta. That oh, basically... oh, oh, uh, 3-6 Mafia. It's from Memphis. Are they? I thought they were from Texas. Three... <laughs> I, I, you know, I could very much be wrong. It's, isn't it wild that this is, like, way They're from f- Memphis. 3-6 Mafia's from... I never knew they were from Memphis. I yeah, thought they dude. were from Houston. Oh, thank God. I love 3-6 Mafia. Nothing like getting a fact right and then actually being right. <laughs> and nothing like fact-checking while we're recording. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we don't really do I was telling Tommy about uh, some defensive strategy in football that I, I said it was made by Lovey Smith, former Illini coach, and uh, Lovey Smith seemed to have nothing to do with this. Yeah, but I w- didn't fail to be very amazed and everything by you telling me this. So, like, it doesn't even matter. I mean, it's not hurting anybody. The best thing to do is to spend all of your time on Wikipedia. Yeah. Well, okay, so you were in a podcast uh, about psychology. And you, they asked you to explain your personality. I thought you did it great. You just said, I'm a very curious person. Uh, If you give me just any weird food, I'll eat it. And I'm like, I agree with that, but I also do that. You know, I'll just eat some Spoiled, like whatever you're drinking, just extremely. I'm, I'm drinking uh, expired tonic water that we found in in the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but I feel like that's that is a curiosity po- point of view, but mm-hmm. also that you're just curious in the fact of like you'll always look things up or just live on Wikipedia. Mm. I guess you, living you on kind of Wik- do that too, though. Not as much as you. No, you're not a Wikipedia guy. If you had well, to describe your personality with one adjective, what would you do? Mm. It's funny because we have very similar personalities. I'd say I'd say it's curious too, but I'm not really like <laughs> looking things up. It's more of like you're an, curious in your own way, in an easy way. Like you'll you'll kind of go through the work of like oh, I'll type this in, I'll read through an entire entire article to figure it out. I'll just be curious and being like I'm talking to someone and I keep mm. asking them questions like oh, so what does that even mean? A more sociable work? curiosity. Okay, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So, I don't like to be alone. <laughs> hey, you and me neither. Uh, all right, least favorite song on the album. Okay, so I think it's P Poppin'. What stands oh. for Pussy Poppin'? Pussy Poppin'. Yeah. So a lot of these songs are very redundant. They're very repetitive, and mm-hmm. the beat doesn't change at all. Mm-hmm. And it's you have to kind of think, like, well, it's 2003... You know, now music kind of changes or has something because mm-hmm. they don't want you to get bored. 
this is prob this is probably a new style of rap with like the beats and everything. So it's like, can I really blame them for being so redundant if they think they're onto something new and it's not it's not overdone, you know? Mm-hmm. But there are some songs on here that's like five minutes and it's like, you know, there's four choruses. <laughs> yeah. It's like take take one of them out. Take one you know? of them out. I guess that's really you can tell this was made in the album era where you had a few um, radio singles placed. Uh, at the start of the album, right? So you've got Blow It Out, Stand Up, and Splash Waterfalls, I think were the, um, uh, like, singles from this album. Mm-hmm. And then the other ones are just kind of longer, because they know if you were listening to it, it was because you bought the album. Mm-hmm. And so you're just like, I'll just keep going. Yeah. There's no need to keep it short, because they're not trying to get streaming numbers. And yeah. if you're getting the streaming numbers, you want to have the song short, so people listen to your whole album. And I bet they're like, oh, just... Put this CD in if you're just having some people over, you yeah. know, just chilling in the backyard. Because it's like, we'll just put on the same beat that sounds good, but you'll be talking over it. Yeah. So it's like, there's not a lot of change. You can just rely on it. Um, but yeah, P, P popping is just a little bit too redundant. And uh, I don't know, just kind of rapping about sex. <laughs> yeah. I think my least favorite is Hard Times. I think I really appreciate Ludacris for his good times party rap vibes and i don't think he does the uh i had a hard upbringing raps well which i think it's important to have those is part of both like a, a self myth making thing like i came from nothing look at how cool i am yeah um but i don't think that hard times was so good mm-hmm. i think that it just was like kind of generic in a way that i uh, didn't really do you know didn't. much about his upbringing I don't know. Not at all. Sorry, I'm just looking at the photo of him looking at the camera on Chicken and Beer. Oh. To see if that tells anything about his upbringing. Nope. <laughs> uh, but I'd like to bring in the title, Chicken and Beer. Just, like, very palatable. You can't hate it. Yeah. So easy. Well, I, how often do rappers rap about beer? Yeah, never. Oh, I thought it was so cool when, uh... Rick Ross said he was in a limousine all alone, sipping rosé in a limousine all, aro- all yeah. alone. I'm like, that's so cool. That was a very tender masculinity that Rick Ross did. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, yeah, like, I can kind of imagine it. I mean, I kind I do need to state that, like, when they say, oh, I'm drinking lean, like, hell yeah. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I've, I've never had it before. <laughs> <laughs> but then I'm like, oh, it's not really, they weren't singing towards me. Yeah. <laughs> This one, I'm like, yeah, yeah, tender masculinity. Like, you go, Rick Ross. (laughs) I've had rosé. It tastes sweet. There was that song by Ray Stremmert a couple years ago that was like, Perfect Pint. I'm like, yeah, sick. A rap song about beer. And then it's about lean. I'm like, a pint of lean? That's a lot. (laughs) What about a perfect pint of beer? Yeah, then you're listening to it a little bit worried. (laughs) That's too much. (laughs) That's too much. How is the Jolly Rancher going to fit in your cup if the pint glass is all the way full? Um... Anything else you want to say about this album? Like an overall evaluation of it? I uh, guess my girlfriend's mom loves Ludacris. Huh, sweet. Right? Uh, you know, if people are, like, fine with listening to rap music, mm-hmm. I don't think they could dislike Ludacris. Yeah, very palatable, just like chicken and beer. Our parents? Yeah. I don't know if they... It's tough for them to listen to... For them to listen to hip-hop. I feel like our mom would enjoy pimping all over the world. (laughs) The fancy cars, 
the woman in the caviar. Our mom's like, oh, yeah. You know who we are. Which, uh, again, I want to kind of, st- it's not on Chicken and Beer, it's on his next album, but Ludacris is talking about pimping all over the world, but what he's really talking about is uh, he has a girlfriend and he's going around the world with him. With Yeah, she's going around the world with him. Mm. Like, it's, Ludacris is very, he's not cheating on anybody. He's just, he's living a very uh, morally correct life. Yeah. In that he's not hurting anybody with what he does. Mm-hmm. And I really, I really appreciate that, given that he tries to be like, I'm cool. But like, he's cool. He's more Will Smith than 3-6 Mafia. Yeah. Sorry, I'm trying to pull up. Uh, I also want to talk about some lyrics that I really like. Yeah. Uh, like when he was... <laughs> uh, this is unfortunate. I don't like saying it coming out of my mouth, because whatever. But what he said, like, oh, these women with their Tupperware titties. <laughs> like, you can't not laugh at that. That's fine. Don't know what it means. Yeah, what does it mean? <laughs> I remember that, too, because I was thinking, like, does do they look like Tupperware? Would they fit in Tupperware? Mm-hmm. Are they low quality like Tupperware? I think he is so good at rapping very clearly. Yeah. And I think that is a very confident thing to do. I think mumble rap is pretty fun and i think it's a cool idea but i think maybe it's because they didn't really know what they wanted to say yeah and they didn't really want you to hear what they were gonna say but Ludacris yeah. is like i know what i'm writing like yippee i k yippee i yo if you can't swim don't drink my hydro it's <laughs> like just straight to the point yeah right he's very um he enunciates a lot you know exactly what he's saying and mm-hmm. so if you're going to be good and enunciate a lot, you got to have good wordplay. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think is kind of my big... Do you have any other good quotes? Uh, the... Got a dick so big, I'm in the room when I hit it from the back. Not to mention, my fridge is as big as Shaq. That I alluded to last time, yeah. but I still love that. Still think about yeah. it so often. I'll say it again. <laughs> yeah. Right, I, I think I think the wordplay is really good on this album, and I think that that has really that really shines through. You really like Ludacris when you listen to this. You're like, he sounds like he's having a lot of fun, mm-hmm. and it doesn't seem even when he's like bragging, you feel like you could be his friend. Yeah, like he's like, we're all we're, I'm wearing my Gucci belt, and you're like, cool. Like he saved up to get a Gucci belt, and he's got his one cool item of clothes that he talks about all the time. Right? He's not like I spend all my day at the Gucci store. He's not like I drive foreign cars and like I don't even want to talk to you. He seems like if you have like a good, nice, plain, crisp white tee, he'll be your friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, I, I think that this album, although I wouldn't listen to it on my own. I think that it is really good. Yeah. I think I think I'm giving it a in 2003 9 and in 2023 7. I would say the same thing. In 2003 I, I like that by switching by the years cuz uh you kind of hear like you bring up Kanye for instance. Yeah. He'll bring up if you listen to some of his stuff even like on like Life of Pablo or something, uh-huh. you're like, "Oh, this kind of sounds unoriginal but then you kind of listen to other music now and you're like these kind of just stole like their sort of like format and everything Mm -hmm. like this isn't anything original because everyone kind of used it yeah 
can you say that same thing about this album? I don't know. Or even just that time period that this probably took a little bit from. Mm-hmm. It's like it was still new then, and now it's just kind of continued. Yeah. But then, 2003, I would also give it a 9. But uh, currently, I was listening on my own, and I was driving. Uh-huh. I was like, this, I had to skip a couple songs. I'm like, this, this just keeps... The beat keeps going. Yeah, way sometimes too long you're like, oh, we're on chorus two. I'm done. Yeah, I'd, I'd give it like a, a six now. If this came out now, I don't know. But uh, it's just tough because it's, uh, it's like you look at like the stats of these. Like he's a Tony Hawk pro skater and he's like <laughs> got one line that's maxed out another line that's really low. Yeah. And uh, like, Ludacris cannot do manuals, <laughs> but he really spins around fast. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's fun. I was yeah. walking home. Uh, from work and I was listening to this album. It was good. It's really nice to walk. Yeah, to. it's good stuff. I was also walking home from work and listening to this album. Yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah. What should we do next time? I think we should probably um do music that is more recent. We should go to a more recent thing. Oh, oh, okay. Well I really wanted to do hybrid theory by Lincoln Park, because that's what I thought this episode was gonna be about. Oh yeah. I've been listening to that album. It's so good. Why'd you think that? Did I, you suggest it? No, and I, then we all said no. No, I but think it was like... in my head. <laughs> and then it felt like it was real. Okay, I guess, quick review. Hybrid Theory, 10 out of 10 album. Amazing. Every single song is good. That's so funny. This is literally just a your idea. You <laughs> did your own review. We don't have to review it because it's perfect. I don't even know what the album cover looks like. It looks like a cool soldier guy at What's Iwo Jima. Uh, but he's also a butterfly or a wasp or something. Hybrid theory, Lincoln Park. It's so good. I could um, I could cut this stuff out if we want to figure out a new album. No, nah, that's okay. We can just talk about Lincoln Park to, for one minute more. Oh, I know this one. Yeah, yeah. But read the track list. Eric really liked this. Paper one too. cut. Ten out of ten. What's the next one? <laughs> one step closer. One step closer. That's so good. That's uh, that's one to nine. Okay, next one. With you. I don't remember that one. Points of authority. Uh, that one, they get angry about the man, so I'm going to give that one a 10. Crawling? 11. Whoa. Crawling in my skin. That's so good. Runaway. Uh, I don't remember that one. By myself? I don't remember that one. In the end. That one's a 10. <laughs> I've come so far. Oh, yeah. And got so far. A place for my head? I don't remember that one. <laughs> Forgotten. I don't remember that one. Uh, cure for the itch. Uh, I don't remember that one either. Pushing me away. No, no memory of that one. All right, so if you <laughs> so I remembered the three <laughs> singles. I swear I've been listening to this album. If you average out the ones you don't know as zeros and the ones you do know, then it's you like... gave it like a five out of ten. <laughs> okay, thirty-seven minutes long. How do we feel about that album length? Perfect. That's how long an album should be. It's chicken and chicken and beards. See, I think enough. Chicken and Beer is like 106, it feels like. It really feels like an hour. One hour on the dot. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> Someone told him he couldn't go over. See, <laughs> <laughs> he's running out of space. I think that happened with the Tool album, where they're like, there's a song that's like not on the CD version because they ran out of space. Because mm. they're too busy wanking for an hour and, and probably minutes. time was altered in their brains. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um... <laughs> Surprised the tool guys aren't anti-vaxxers. Uh, okay. The Did guitarist he... for Tool got his start as a prop designer for Jurassic Park. Isn't that sick? Got his start. Just like, 
like his first job. Oh, like his out of college. Wow. Was he was a prop designer, and he's like, I'm gonna go do a lot of drugs and be a guitarist, and then it worked. That's insane. Okay, I'm done. Uh, we'll have an album for you. Yeah, we'll have an album. It'll be newer. Every time I forget to that you always ask, what do we do next in the album? <laughs> or in the, in the episode? Yes. In the episode. I was, I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, we'll have one for you. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in. What if Frank Ocean drops an album? That would be crazy. Okay, Kara Jackson is the next Frank Ocean. Whoa, Kara Jackson. Oh yeah, it's Tom's Song Corner. That's what it is. That's this segment. Oh yeah. So Tom... listen, listen to Kara Jackson's new album. If you could uh, palette some slower stuff. Yeah. And if um... you can't, just check out Linkin Park. <laughs> <laughs> And what's the Kara Jackson song you would wreck? Oh, Pawn Shop. I looked at my like songs, and I was going to say the first one, What You Want to Do by Lil Wayne. That hey, that's dirty, Sal. But, uh, yeah, no, Pawn Shop by Kara Jackson. It's on her album, Why Does the Earth Give Us People to Love? <laughs> it's a good Can album. you answer that question? No, I can't. I don't, I don't know if she answered it, too. I wish I'd read the album title before I listen to the album, maybe she does answer it. If she does, write in and text the cell phone number. Yeah, that text my cell phone. <laughs> uh, oh, I have one other song recommendation. Bayana by Nia Archives. B-A-I-A-N-A. She, uh, she's like a jungle slash drum and bass artist. There's like a really nice vocal sample in this. Oh, Nia Archives? Yeah. Nice. She's really good. Nice. Her songs are all kind of similar. They all have, they're all like the very standard amen break. That's mm -hmm. good stuff. Okay. Thanks for listening, guys. Merry Christmas.